miles away from the table. Yeah, you are. But exposure has kicked off. We are... Um, the registration has. The registration has, exactly. We what? are... I missed exposure? Yes. <laughs> we are well on our way of reaching our goal, or at least yeah. my goal, that I have for and it. My goal, too. Um, more realistic. So I, I, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about how it's kicking in. Todon's reading out there. Um, yeah, it was sending me a message. Um, but... What are we? How are we looking with that? We are looking at fourteen hundred people registered for Exposure Youth Camp. Okay. Come on, oh, I, need, about, I need eight hundred more. There's about six hundred that attended last year that has not yet registered yet. So not yet registered yet. That hasn't that yet good. registered. So make it happen. We need to hit that two thousand number. That'd be great. Hey, let's do it, Paul. The the more the merrier. That's all I can say. The more, the merrier. Absolutely in there. So um, go ahead and get that registration in, $150. Go ahead and get it. Um, go to ExposureYouthCamp.com. Um, get that um, registered in. Get your group registered. Send the money uh, to Paul so he will be able to uh, get a new microphone stand. Get a new microphone stand. Uh, Colin is asking that he's planning on registering, and when, what's, when is the deadline, Paul? December 3. December 3 at midnight? Is that right? Midnight. At midnight, yeah. December 3 at midnight um, is when we will stop doing it because then we will start dividing everybody up almost the next day. That is correct. Yes. So um, go ahead and get that done. Uh, we got a big meeting coming up there in about two, three weeks, four weeks, something like that. November the 14th. Yeah. So we'll be excited about having all that and getting, getting that meeting. Hunt Vegas. Hunt Vegas. Hunt Vegas. Yeah, so any of our friends that are watching that are in Huntsville, come on out and see yeah. us. We love this. Well, Hockey game this year for event or something different? Who's asking? Colin. Hockey event. Hockey this event, year. yes. We're going to have a show, I'm sure, here uh, probably after our November meeting. We'll have yeah, a show. Yeah, after the November meeting, we'll, yeah. we'll be dedicated to um, just exposure. Talk about the speakers, the teachers, the classes, the hotels, the birds dividing up. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, it is the purge when we start dividing into teams. You're absolutely it right, is. Brandon. So it's always equally fun. though. It's equally. Yeah. You're here. You're here equally. Um, got some ministry things coming up uh, that we want to let everybody know about that is happening, and this kind of will go into our our topic actually yeah, with, with something that will help us with our topic here today Absolutely. that we're going to talk about and that's the ministry fair want to talk about that yeah yeah the, the um the internship ministry fair is november the 7th here on campus at faulkner university and uh, it starts from nine in the morning goes to nine at night and if you are planning to stay overnight then we can help get you some uh, hotel discounts the jury in so um, and some others, I think candles, candlestick in or whatever that thing's called down there at Chase. So uh, yeah, we got a, um, a big event. Some guys coming down to talk about internships, how to hire, uh, how to minister, um, you know, how to better utilize their students in the summertime. And so um, it's gonna be great. We're gonna offer breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And found out today or found out yesterday from uh, Dr. Steve Wages that it is going to be free. Ah, free ninety nine. Free ninety nine. Free ninety nine. I don't know. It just sounds good. Um, but if you plan to do that, please send me an an email at uh, psperlin at faulkner.edu, and I'll put you on the list. You have to email me uh, to be put on that list. Otherwise, you do not eat. <laughs> oh, you need to make sure you can eat because normally because we were going to charge twenty five dollars. We had talked about twenty five. Yeah. He said, you know what? No money. Let's just no money. We want to get him in here. Take care of it. Come on now. <laughs> Brandon wants to know if we can set up an iPad for him so he can Skype in, Skype, uh, do a Skype internship opportunity, um, like for his interviews. Yeah. Oh, that's a <laughs> that's interesting. A it's, it's, it's the right way of doing that. But the reason why we're kind of talking about this only for those from Texas, only for those from Texas. Yeah, Brandon, so you're special. Uh, the reason why we're talking about this is, you know, in every form of business, Paul, that there is. Uh, whether it's in education, whether it's in uh, medical, whether it's in even business, um, there are these continuing education opportunities that that um, you must take part in yes. in order to stay current. Yes, and, and that's the biggest thing, to help stay current, to help grow, to help uh, tell you the latest research that's out there. And the reason why we need some of these things um, we're finding this more and more. You are finding people staying at places, especially even within youth ministry, staying at places longer and longer. You know, the average youth minister, I guess, was staying at a place, what, about anywhere between a year and a half and three years at a place. That's true. And now we're seeing youth ministers that are staying for seven, eight, nine, ten years in places and even longer than that. Mm-hmm. And so they're transitioning to different things. And that's kind of led us to our topic here that we want to talk about today, and that's the idea of having a ministry for the long haul. Right. And uh, being there for a while. Yes. And, and you're one of those. You're one of those mm-hmm. right now. And we're kind of going through that. I'm on the cut. here. I'm on the hem of the garment. The hem of the garment. <laughs> the hem of the garment. I just got into the, man, you've been here for a while, kind of, kind of oh. uh, <laughs> Paul area. Does, Paul doesn't like that. No, I mean, I love it. I love it. I love being here for a while. Uh, but, uh, but that, that, you know, it's, it's kind of new. It's new for me. So uh, mm-hmm. the topic is near and dear to my heart because once you're there for a while, they expect new stuff. You know, mm-hmm. they expect uh, new energy. And uh, how does the same person create new energy every single year? Well, that's that's a good question of one of the challenges that we face. And, and before we kind of get into some tips of what we're talking about here, you know, what are some of the challenges? You know, and not there's two there's two ways of looking at this. I think Paul, ministering the long haul, considering your time in ministry, no matter what it is, no matter if it's at the same place, no matter if it's in diff- different locations. You know, trying to do a business or trying to do a job or trying to do some things and be a teacher, you know, for people like your mom was a teacher, you know, and I'm sure she is not – she was not the same teacher when she retired as she was when she began That's true. teaching. That's and true. so, you know, so we got two different areas we could talk about. How do you continue to do ministry for a long time? Mm-hmm. You know, you get your people, especially, you know, in the world of youth ministry, you think of uh, the first person that comes to your mind is Jerry Elder. Yeah, you yeah. know, and how do, how do you become like a Jerry Elder and just right. stay in it forever? And then the second challenge is what if you're at a place for a long time? Mm-hmm. And so what are some of the challenges that you think? I mean, you just mentioned one is, you know, trying to stay relevant. Mm-hmm. What, what are some of the challenges that you would say? And I'm going to turn your microphone up. Oh, is that what the, I, I just haven't been talking, but I need to. Uh, welcome. Uh, challenges. First of all, do us a favor on the, the, the show notes here under the video, put in your questions and comments as far as that's go- that goes. Uh, if you'd like to get in on the show, um, 
won't you call on in at 724-444-7444. There it is. Thank you, my, my good buddy, John Podine. Did you put that up there for you? That's what I'm here um, for. Don't break your phone. Uh, but you got the things. You're good. Uh, so, so call in. Be a part, part of this, this show and give us your thoughts uh, on that. We do have some that are in the chat room already. Um, again, shoot us a text if you want to talk. We won't just bring in anybody just the fun of it. Um, challenges we face. Um, yes, remaining current is important. Um, I think um, keeping your, your schedule fresh is important. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we need to understand that if something doesn't work, don't be scared to change it. Okay, don't be scared to retool mm-hmm. those things. I think that, that's also some, some things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, challenge is, is getting into a rut. And that's a challenge right. uh, of, of ministry being there for a while. Um, I think um, this is huge. I think burnout is probably a number one Absolutely. Uh, challenge when it comes to being in a place for a long time. Uh, my father-in-law, Philip Hines, do not close in on me. Uh, Philip Hines <laughs> um, has been at, at Hartsville Church preaching there for going on 38 years. Wow. Uh, Brother Jerry Jenkins was at Roebuck for, what, 45? 45, 50, something yeah. like that. Yeah, so... Um, uh, Woodlawn and then and Roebuck, about 45, 50 years. So, so guys have been in places for a long time, and they've figured out how to make it work. So we know it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think um, so, so. So we didn't we didn't talk about the remedy yet. Let's talk about the challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, what other challenges um, that um, am, am I not mentioning that you think is just right out there looking at us? Well, and, and I think that, and we've kind of hit on some of these with all of this. The, the idea of burnout that you mentioned there a second ago, I think, is something that that you and I, um, with people that we know and people that we've run into and, and people that we've connected to over the time, we have seen people who have experienced burnout um, in ministry. And that, I think, is probably one of the biggest killers in ministry that we, we have, even more of, of getting into a rut and getting all this. And, and is especially when you join, uh, you know, you start at work, mm-hmm. you come in there and you're like a fireball. And yeah. you are just busting down the doors. You're busting down the youth ministry things. You're getting to the schools. You're getting into the parents' lives. You're getting into the congregation's life. You're doing mm-hmm. all these things. And then about a year and a half, two years, and this is why people leave between that one and a half, one and a half and three years. Boom, they're gone because they are just wiped clean, yeah. wiped out clean. It's like the preachers. It's like when a preacher graduates from a Christian college or or preaching training school. Mm-hmm. Man. I can do this. I got everything. And then after like six weeks, you've preached every information that you have. And then you're like, oh, no, I've got like I've got like 46 more Sundays left to go in this year, and I have nothing left. My manila folders are running out. <laughs> and so it, it really is these challenges this year of trying to stay in a place and stay fresh. I mean, we think about um, here at university. Randy has been here for 15 years. Is that right? No, 17 years. 17 years. Yeah, 17 years. Um, I'm thinking of where I'm at over at Palm Park with Brad. He's been there for 15 years. Wow. I, I mean, it is difficult to stay in a place for a long time because you start repeating some of the things. You start doing and facing some of these um, mm-hmm. challenges. There's one in particular that I think is it, if this is okay to bring up since you called me a cockroach this morning. I can't believe you just mentioned that. I did. I did. It was a term of endearment. Yes, everybody. I just want you to know, oh Paul Sperlin did call me a cockroach this really morning. Really? Oh, yes. so never dying. Thanks. Uh, let's not mention the context. The context. <laughs> but let's let's talk about the fact that you can't keep a good man down. <laughs> so the next time you see a cockroach on the floor, just think of uh, a guy that won't go away. <laughs> yes. In a good way. But is, is this is this okay if I can if I can mention this? This is one thing that you have. Why not? You said the guy that, that you have that you have struggled with, and I just want to kind of get your thoughts with this. And it's okay since oh, we're live man. on our show here. Is one thing that you are facing here that you that is different that you haven't experienced? And and there's really let's be honest. There's not many people that we've talked about that have been able to um, experience this. Your graduating class this year took about twenty twenty five percent of your kids with you with them. Is that about right? No, not quite that. Not, not much, quite that but, much. But, but it was seventeen kids. Seventeen kids. It yeah. it gutted pretty close, and yeah. it gutted your leadership. Oh yeah, with within it, and that you were you were faced with, you know, you got a couple of years there where next couple of years you got some seniors and juniors, but your next big class is still down like a freshman in eighth grade right. and stuff like this. So how how do you, that's one thing that I know that you've 
Oh, yeah. Been struggling with here. I've learned this, and parents will say this, elders will say this, deacons will say this, church leaders will say this. Um, what kind of senior class have you got, Paul? You know, or said youth minister. Mm-hmm. What kind of senior class? What kind of leadership you got? What kind of seniors you got? And um, I'm now to the point where that I am refudiating the comment of if you don't have any good seniors, you don't have any good leadership. Yes, you are. If you don't find leadership in every single grade level of your youth group, then you are not tapping into the resources that are in front of you. Because I have some kids um, in, uh, in, in, in this youth, uh, this middle school group we have here at university, some really funny kids. And they may seem kind of quiet, but the other kids do what they do. And so um, so I think uh, it's, it's very oh, that's interesting. Um, hello, Amanda Redmond. Welcome to the show. There's Cody Peary. I hope I'm saying that right. Cody's youth minister at uh, Fox Boulevard. Oh yeah, so, yeah. Um, they had uh, the president over. They did. Um, they did, did have him over there. Did, uh, I hope that went well. Uh, but anyway, um, you know, your leadership is not honed in to just your your older kids in the youth group. Um, in fact, think about this, and, and it seems like everything goes back to college football. But well, with college football, you want different people and different. You know, you got seniors, you have juniors, you have um, sophomores and freshmen. You want your leadership to be trickled all through that, so that when you're right one group leaves you still have that taking it over and um i as a youth minister and, and our parents and our, and our our interns and those that work with our youth program and our, our congregation we need to do and as every congregation does need to do a better job of training our young people to be those leaders not just someone who's fixing to leave the youth group you need someone who's going to take buy-in that can appreciate the time spent even after that right you know well so. and, and i think what you're what you're kind of describing, Paul, is something that's been different for youth ministry and campus ministry that is different than pulpit ministry. Yeah. Is the fact of um, you do have a changing ministry. You basically you're you are like that college football coach that has basically three years, three to five years with a player, and that's about it. And they're gone. They're graduated. They're in the NFL. They're going and doing different things. And with youth ministry and campus ministry, it is changing so quickly. You know, and Brandon said this, it's really tough to think long-term in ministry that changes every year in her identity due to changing teens, changing parents, changing mm-hmm. elders, et cetera, where if you're a pulpit minister, mm-hmm. generally you got the same congregation. Yes, people leave, people come, people go, and, and all of that, but you get, you kind of keep your core. Pretty consistent. Yes, you kind of keep the pulpit side of that. But you are getting a fresh group basically every four to six years in your mm-hmm. group, and keeping it fresh and keeping it coming up with everything. And like you said, um, trying to make leaders in every age group so that guess what, when you have a gut, you're not sitting there going, Oh great. What are we going to do? Yeah. With, with everything. And, and uh, I think it's very, it's pressing that we think about this because we're having more and more people staying in youth ministry, staying in campus ministry, not doing the, step up thing to poop it yeah i know we hate that phrase so much that's why i'm using my sarcastic my sarcastic quotation things but because we are having people stay in these ministry fields longer it's raising new questions up with this um like frodo he said he said talking about key uh to burn not burning out is don't let anyone steal your joy Mm -hmm. guess what you know, it, it's 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 like marriage. You get to a place and you're there for seven years. They always call that what? From year two to seven, those tough years of marriage, you get that seven-year itch typically, right. and marriage at least is what these marriage people talk about. Mm-hmm. Guess what? That's what happens in ministry too when you've been in Because you've been here now how many years? Seven. Seven years. Yeah. So you're at that place where it's 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 um, it's evolving, is that, if mm-hmm. that's a good way of saying that. Um. Sometimes, um, you, I, I, I'm just, just reading, reading the comment here, and finally I'm able to read comments people send in. I'm, so um, I'm really here. Um, Cody makes a really good point. Uh, okay. Cody Peary. I'll say his name again because he said I want He to said it right. I'm proud of you. Awesome. I got to meet this guy. This seems like a cool guy. I, like, I know. I like you. Uh, but he says um, he uses some of his younger kids or older kids to sort of cheer on the younger ones yeah. in their leadership process and, and is, you know, cheerleaders for them. That's awesome. You know, you work them to, to minister to one another. And it, it it just uh, takes it, it takes it over and so uh, encourages one another. That's pretty awesome. I like that. Uh, I like that a lot. And then um, and then Brandon comes in here and talks about it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, I love it. He said, I'm ready to preach when I'm ready to retire. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't I hope there's no yeah. preachers watching today. We may be oh, in trouble. trouble. Yeah, We'd be in trouble with what we're going to say. <laughs> the thing. Look, let's let's talk about. It. We do it. We understand the challenges. We understand some of these things. What are some tips? You know, we were kind of hit on some tips a second ago. You know, we were talking about you know these continuing educations, trying to stay fresh, trying to stay up to date with different things, trying mm-hmm. to keep keep going. Um, um, how how what are some tips that we um, can do? What are what are some tips that you think that we can have? Uh, you need to um, develop a good um, circle of friends network. Uh, the, the network. Yeah. Oh, I can't think of words. Uh, network and no network in the broad sense of things. Have four or five that you can pretty mm-hmm. much tell anything to, and it's sort of with you in alignment. When it comes to ministry, not not your age specifically, but you know, at a congregation similar to where you're at, so, so there are things that you would you would be able to recognize and things like that. Um, so, so I definitely think that's something to consider. Um, the camaraderie and the friendship that you share uh, helps out because the things that are happening to you are happening to them, and and maybe it's not happening at the same time, but they've been through this and they can help you with that sort of that. So I think having a good circle of friends and a network, a smaller network of friends there, um, have a Global network. I mean, that's what we do. But 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 also having that small group of friends that you can call and, and rely on. Uh, we do that a lot. We have a lot of people we yeah. call quite quite often, frequently. I could start a list, but I leave somebody out. Yeah. But, but you know, what I'm saying seriously, it's guys you can call, talk, uh, Vox. Uh, if you don't know Vox or he is, call me later. Oh goodness. We have a we really show we just on Vox. He'll tell you the pros, and I'll tell you the cons of Voxer. All pros. <laughs> so so yeah, there's people you can talk to and rely on. Um, and relate to. One thing I think that also I think that we can do, Paul, and this is what I would encourage, you and I, between the two, I think we mentioned this last week, that between the two of us, we basically have about 40 years of ministry experience. And between the two, and the majority of that time has been youth ministry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even when we preached, yeah. we were still involved in youth That's ministry true. with what That's we were true. doing in our different events that we were doing, because Paul and I both have uh, been in the pulpit. Mm-hmm. Um for some years. Yep. In mm. all of um, the the thing that I think that I have seen is how youth ministry has evolved in the last twenty years. From when you and I would have started out in the nineties and and moving on up we say the nineties. <laughs> that we have seen youth ministry evolve to what it has. One thing I think I would encourage people to do is and, and I'm not a fan necessarily of reading Per se, I don't just enjoy coming home and reading is let, good. Let me pull up the latest book and read. So it's on phonics works for me. But I, I would think um, um, keeping up to date with the latest trends. I'm not saying these trends are right. I'm not saying the trends are always good, but I think you have to understand mm-hmm. the trends that are taking place because this is the world in which you're ministering to, especially teenagers, mm-hmm. of, of how these things are going. You know, when we started, we were still finishing up Generation X, kind of getting to that Generation um, Y, the Millennials, to now it's kind of more Generation Z, almost a different – it's a different generation yeah. that's here. Um, I, I think that – it, that would behoove us to really move to study what is the latest thoughts, latest trends, and things like that. Don't you? Yeah, yeah, I think you do. I think you need to um, to be able to relate to those new things. And, and that kind of goes in with one of the comments that were made. What, what um, conferences do you attend? Which in ministry, you know, like if you're teaching school, you're sent to, to what's called workshops, and people teach you how to do new things. Well, that's the same what we do in mm-hmm. ministry. We mm-hmm. go to, to um, conferences and learn how not how to do new things, but how to yeah how to how to how to teach different classes in different ways, how to handle your curriculum in a more um, in a more uh, productive way, um, how to relate to, to to kids a little bit better. You know what 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 they're into. You know, and like it or not, love it or not, um, you need to keep up with what music the kids are listening to. That's and, right. And then and, and the shows they're watching. And, that's right. And um, their favorite apps and the games and things like that and, and movies and things like that. And so, so because if you can't speak teenager, you're out of business. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because they're going to make fun of you. They're yeah. flat going to make yeah. fun of you behind your back. They may try to be respectful to your face, but they're going to make fun of you behind your back. But if it, you do the not. behind your back part is going to hurt you. That's exactly right. It's going to hurt your ministry. Yeah. And I would encourage them. There's a lot. There's the um, um, ICYM. 
Um, is that right? What's it called? I can't think of all the different. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, is it ICYM? I'm lost. YM? No, Y. Two Y. I can't. M two Y. M two Y. That's what we're talking about. There's another one. Yeah, there's another one that's um, out in Colorado. And let's go ahead and um, we'll, we'll plug that one. Um, uh, Brian Steering. Brian Steering you know, uh, and his group. They run the uh, M2Y, which is the first weekend of November. Uh, it's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, it's up in uh, Pigeon Four. To contact him, he's on Facebook. If you have questions about that, uh, Raul Ferris says there's one called Focal Point out in San Marcos, Texas, hosted by the University Church out there. That's cool. And uh, looking for these different things, you have Graymere. Always puts oh, on yeah. one up in the Nashville area in the center, uh, March. Um, around the March um, area in time. Contact yeah. on Facebook for that. Um, go to them. And, Revival. And, Revival. I would also even recommend, and, and I don't know how we recommend this, but even looking at some of the things that are being done outside of Churches of Christ, not that we agree with the doctrine, but some of these people are, mm-hmm. or at least far as reading up and keeping up with them, some of the things that they have to offer and some of the research that they have done is cutting edge. The research is, is the key. Yes. It's the fact that they study up on it. Yes. And we, yeah, we're not telling you to go to this or that conference. Right. It's crazy charismatic. That's not what we're saying. Right. What we're saying is some of the things they teach in class, the practical aspects of how to connect right. is, and how to teach is awesome. Yes. And so, so take the good, leave the bad. It's kind of like a library. You're going to use every book, but you're going to use a little bit in each. So, so please don't misunderstand what we're saying when we say that um, on that. I mean, I'm going to go ahead yeah, and, I'm no, go ahead and right. something else, too. Yeah, um, go ahead. We have the Youth and Family Ministry Summit mm-hmm. that we do here at Faulkner, um, that, that what we're involved in, um, that we have in, right there during the lectureship. That's the first week of March. Um, so please do that. Lonnie Jones will be here this year mm-hmm. with Jerry Elder and David uh, Baker. Baker. I don't know three guys – They've done with youth more experience yeah. that have been longer and are productive with it and, and, and successful with it than those three. So I can't think of another that I'll get to other than, than that one. I'm a little partial, but I think it's really awesome. Now, that is I think like the, the 4th and 5th of March. Mm-hmm. So um, Well, that's what we've also tried to do with AIMCON. That's right. Is to have a it's section a within it. Yeah. Is, you know, we want to bring your kids to a youth rally, to a Glad youth conference in here, but also to get a chance for you to have some education, too. Um, Raul mentioned this, and I never thought about this. Sign up to go to a public school's continuing education program. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not – I mean, they're right here in the middle of everything, of trying to um, – you know, they're working with kids on a daily basis in, in their public school system. That, right. That's a great – that's a great thing. Uh, Caleb also mentions here – that um, um, working in the mission field uh, till just recently always felt like he was out of the loop with Brotherhood things. And so that's one thing what we're trying to do with this show is try to let more things connect uh, you to where connect you. Yes, yeah. yes. Keep talking, Paul, because Dennis sent, this sent me a message. Oh, my goodness. D-Wash. I love D-Wash. Okay, so let's just stop the show for Dennis Washington. Um, no, we're not going to stop the show. Um, well, he mentioned AIMCON, so let me go ahead and let me go ahead and um, yeah, I just oh man, <laughs> who is that? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, this is the Lonnie Jones of Huntsville, Alabama. Um, he is the one speaking at that, and he is not 87 years old. How am I supposed to keep talking when you're like all in my face? Oh, that's wonderful. Well, let, let's in case put that on here. Let me just say what the true facts of things are. Here's the deal: John is in charge of all this stuff, and so we see who gets to be heard and who doesn't. You know what I'm saying? So you can't hear me anymore. I'm out. I'm done. Thank you for that. That's awesome. It's so good. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I think yeah, I hear myself in the in my ear. But um, as we continue to talk about AIMCON. Uh, and staying on um, conferences, that is the third weekend of July here on campus at Faulkner, ran by Adventures in Ministry, which, you know, we don't really talk about it that much, except for the very beginning of both shows we do on Monday and Friday, is that we're brought to you by AdventuresInMinistry.com. But there's about, you know, 20 or 30 guys in ministry that keep that thing rolling when it comes to materials and things like that. So if you don't have time to go to a conference, you need to go to um, – to that website at adventuresinministry.com and get that. And also exposureyouthcamp.com uh, as we're going to start um, uh, showing you and sharing videos and of, um, of guys preaching and teaching and sharing messages like that. Um, 
of course, that's a, a whole other plug, a whole other show with uh, Salt Links. Yes. Uh, <laughs> com. But um, some really awesome uh, things coming out around the pike as far as that goes. So, But with Acon, basically you bring your kids to be a part of an evangelism conference, and then side-by-side side with that we have our, our youth ministers and, and, um, and uh, youth and family ministers and uh, their wives and then elders and deacons and preachers and other guys and girls that come in and um, – and take in these classes for adults on how to better minister to young people. Um, we, we've talked about anything from emotional issues of kids to um, how to better how to better um, teach them how to minister to their friends. You know, so all all kinds of things as far as the uh, the AIMCON, um event goes uh, for that. Uh, so so a lot of things there, and um, and what we can do is continue to to share those. Uh, something be kind of great if you don't mind me, me saying this. If you know of a really cool um, conference that you'd like to have somewhere, we can make a list of those that are available. Just shoot me an email at pspurlin at faulkner.edu, and we'll start making a – we have a blog there with uh, the Cloverdale Center for Youth and Family Ministry. I'm cutting out yeah. Youth and Family Ministry. Um, uh, then uh, we can make, put that on the blog and share that with people as well and, and connect you with that as well. So a lot of things with that. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely uh, need to do that. And, and that's what we're trying to do here and hopefully keep you up to date with some information. Uh, I know I saw earlier in one of our comments, Ashlyn Poole, who goes to church with us over Von Park, asked, you know, where to get these shirts. You got oh, this, is, this is an exposure shirt that I'm wearing. Yeah, we know because it says exposure. It says exposure on it. <laughs> yeah, it's an exposure shirt. That's it. And uh, it's, uh, uh, we got these because we are staff. Our special. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a staff thing. Yeah. So if you're on the staff and help out with Exposure Youth Camp, then you get one of the shirts. I know. Isn't that fabulous? Yeah, you get a brand new shirt if you can exposure anyway. You do. So it's so awesome. A plug. It awesome yeah. is in there. Yeah. Well, Paul, uh, you know, it kind of, you know, gives us some ideas we can add to our ministry talk. Uh, we are going to be having, just to give you all some heads up in the future, I'm not mm-hmm. sure of a time yet, um, um, that we will be um, having John Gordon join us. Yeah, coming up in the next couple of weeks. We're going to see if we can get in touch with him, see if he can join us on a Friday, talk about finances and finances and ministry and all that good stuff. Yeah, we had a good uh, response from our show on, yeah. on Monday night with uh, mm-hmm. Monday Night Live on uh, some financial discussions. So he's going to come in as a financial planner and um, on this show where you can call in and ask questions, and um, which you could be doing that right now if you want. Um, so, so we'll do that in the next few weeks on that. Um, what else on that, John? That's it. As far as, that, as, far as our ministry, I'll put yeah, I, th- I think so. I think so. Um, uh, the, the deal is don't pretend like you can be the same person today and in te- seven years be the same person and you're going to be able to, to be successful. You have to change with the time. Um, but, at, and, but I'm talking about the, the trend of things. I'm not talking about the doctrine of the Bible. That never changes. We just try to find different ways of saying the truth and the, and the way it's meant to be said. So um, please keep that in mind as well. Yes, most definitely in there. Uh, Caleb said he didn't even know about AIM till last year. Thought it was a program that Sunset did. Yes, there is some similar uh, oh my adventures and missions versus adventures and ministry. <laughs> adventures and mi- missions goes on the road. We will bring it to your home. Oh, speaking of bringing it to your home, uh, we're like on the um, – yeah, Squirrel, sorry. Brought to you um, by Jax. Yeah, brought to you by Jax. We, we uh, actually have an app on the Apple TV um, um, set up. So uh, download it. Um, the songs are there. New songs coming. Um, yeah, the, all three of the AIM series um, presentations. Um, you know what's that? You know eight, eight, and six mm-hmm. presentations. The AIM series that we've done over the past few years are on there. Uh, even some exposure youth camp presentations uh, are on there as well. So uh, so a lot of things um, on that. So that's on the AIM app. I think it's um, I think the first generation is like a hundred bucks. Uh, second is like one fifty. I think it's up to in the the upper hundreds. 170 or so if you get the new four. So um, either way, you can find the AIM app there as well as on your um, device. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. So, Well, Paul, it's been an interesting week in uh, sports going on lately too. Yeah, Jerry Elder said something I probably should mention. And I did not mention it for any particular reason. You got Jerry on there? Yeah. I don't have, I don't have uh, the, the better on. conferences that the Jenkins Institute puts put on are, are A number one, so please keep those in mind as well. Yeah. Uh, Dale and Jeff Jenkins uh, do a great job with that and um, so those are definitely uh, continued education opportunities. Absolutely. So. Anything like that that you can get is – well, I, 
I don't think you'll waste your money any place you go in doing things like that. Right. No. And and, exactly. and a lot of them are free. Yeah. So. Yeah. And there's a little travel involved, but you yeah. get to you know, network and spend time with guys. And, Absolutely. And, and learn some stuff. That's really good. Well, Paul, uh, there's been some interesting events happening over the last couple of uh, days. Um, last night, the Dodgers clinched a spot in the World Series for the first time since 1988. I was 12 years old. Who cares? <laughs> well, I was 12 years old. Uh, I'm a Braves fan, so I could care less what happens to the Dodgers. I hated when the Braves were in the same division as the Dodgers. And remember, they had to go across all the way to oh, California, and they didn't I start till like 10:30 at night. And I was like, I had to go to bed. Oh yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, 10:35 because it was, it was on TBS. Yeah, them, <laughs> and then the, and then the, the uh, Rockies and all that stuff. Uh, those light games. Yeah. Um, so being a Braves fan. Uh, and Please don't tell me you're going to do this. The way it's looking, um, what? You're going to say that you're going to cheer for uh, for uh, the Yankees if they make it. So being a Braves fan, um, as far as I'm concerned, uh, if we're looking at the Dodgers and the Yankees, um, as a Braves fan, baseball season's over. As a Braves fan, it's been over since the beginning of the season. <laughs> What are you talking about? We had it going for a good two or three games there. How weird was it? Do you remember that show when we talked about the Braves won the first couple of games of the year? We're like, man, new stadium? What's up? You know, and it's like, yeah, then oh, it then, crashed. then the end of week one happened. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, they even, they, did they even win 80 games this year? No. No, they did not. They they broke the 60 barrier. Way to go, Braves. Dang, half the Dodgers are former Braves, Jerry says. <laughs> Probably right <laughs> in there, man. Yeah. It just stinks. Because once you get a hit or a home run, you're traded. You're gone from the left. Of course. Oh, that's absolutely what happens with that. Yeah, you're gone. You're just like, no, well, we're going to send you somewhere else. Are you laughing at me? What's Pinto? No, it's supposed to be Patino. Patino. <laughs> I spelled it wrong. No, you're all good. Don't, don't, don't. NBA has returned. Yeah, and I want to do what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to know, is it just us or is it the nation? Because I, I tell you, there's guys in my youth group, man, they know everything. It's like a soap opera for, for like, older folks. Mm-hmm. I mean, they know exactly who's where and wh- who's fixing to get traded and, and what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it, it's, it's tough for me to keep up with. I'm just done. Man, the only thing I care about with the NBA right now is uh, watching a player who's not even a player, watching a person that's not even a player, and that's a guy by the name of LeVar Ball. I don't know if you've seen him anywhere and talked to, talk to or seen anything about him. His son plays. He got drafted. He's a rookie with the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. His dad is crazy and just sticks his nose in people's businesses and everything else that it doesn't belong. And his son, you know, he's been boosting him up, saying he's like he's better than Jordan, better than LeBron, better than all these people. And his son scored three points last night. Okay. And so that's the only thing I care about. Yeah. The, Patino, no, right. the Patino interview I was going to mention yeah. was, yeah. did you see it at all on yeah. ESPN? You know, of course, Ooh. he's saying he, it wasn't his fault. He didn't do anything wrong, and he's going to sue Adidas and – and and all of these things, and that it was, you know, he, you know, yes, he's responsible for the coach he hired, but it wasn't his fault that all this stuff took place. Mm-hmm. This is a nasty investigation that's about to take place, mm-hmm. and I think he's trying to jump out and trying to fix his um, fix his reputation before NCAA comes crashing. Yeah, for sure. In that, pretty awesome. Yeah. No, you're 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 on that. Paul's um, excited about our next part of the sports segment. He didn't care about the first half. I mean, I'm ready. This is football. <laughs> football. Um, All right, college football, Bama, Tennessee week. Tennessee. Friday the 13th. Let's go back and review oh. a little bit. Oh. And in just a moment, we're going to have a little uh, buy, sell, or trade. Uh, you want to do buy, sell, or trade, or we can do uh, we can do take it or shove it. Shove it or take it. Take it or shove it. Yeah. I like uh, take it and shove it. Take it or shove it. All right. We have um, – Clemson dropped to seven. They were number two in the nation. They won. They're the defending national champions. How did they jump, drop? To, is it because they played um, Syracuse? Is that because Syracuse beat them? Is that what we're dealing with? And we mentioned a few things about this on Monday, but we don't go in detail. This is the detail show. Yeah. So let, let, let's talk about this. Why? You know, of course, Kelly Bryant, you know, will never be 100% the rest of the season. 
Well, I mean, I it, it was interesting when we were talking about it. Dale comes up last week and says, what happens when they lose when they lose the he quarterback? It. He yeah. called it up there. I think the reason they dropped so much is because not only do you have a freshman quarterback in here going at it and doing this and winning, got to give props to him and winning over there mm-hmm. and Dabo what he's doing, but I think the drop-off was so big. It's almost like the Florida State issue mm-hmm. with, um, with Francois. Right. I think that is – the big thing that happens. And I think that is why they dropped so far. That makes sense. Personally, I think that's why. Do I think they should have dropped that far? Probably not, but no. I think that's why. Yeah. Uh, we also gave our, our picks for the top four. Has that changed from Monday to today? I don't think so. I, I, because I of what happens. The way it goes is you pick what's happening today. You don't pick right. what you think is right. happening. Right. Um, I, think still, I, think I still think there's a lot of questions with TCU. Mm-hmm. I think Ohio State is lurking. Uh, uh, of course, Penn State's still in the driver's seat. We'll find out. We'll talk about one of their games here this week um, mm-hmm. that's coming up. Um, I, I think it's it's um, it's interesting mm-hmm. of what of what's coming on. Yeah, um, uh, Tyler um, tells us about Oklahoma dropping six spot, spots because of Iowa State's defeat of the. I get that. Yeah, I can I can see that. I can see it. We got, but it'll be interesting to see what takes place. Um, it, I think it's, I think there's extremely top heavy. I, I don't think, I don't think there's any questions about number one. I think the question's coming honestly with two, three, and four of where do people sit, and and that's the beauty of college football. This is why I love college football better than pro football, Paul, is it will work itself out. Yeah. Uh, Penn State, Michigan, yeah, play. play oh, yeah. Penn State's still going to have to play Ohio State at some point this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Georgia, Georgia has got to play Auburn, Florida, and if it makes it that far, Alabama in the SEC championship game. So that's going to work itself out. Yep. Um, so got a lot of stuff still to go, and that's the beauty of how college football is set up um, mm-hmm. in all of this. Um, got some interesting games coming up here this week. Uh, this weekend, uh, number 11, USC versus number 13, Notre Dame. Notre Dame is actually a three-and-a-half-point favorite. They're not the underdog in this game. They are the, they are the, they are the favorite in this game by three-and-a-half points. What say you, Mr. Sperlin, about USC-Notre Dame? It's USC. It's USC. Um, it's, um, it, it's Even a- though Notre Dame is favored? Yeah, is it is it it? Is it is it? I think it's in, it's in South Bend. Is it South Bend? Mm. Well, you know what, George could tell you that doesn't make any difference. Here's the thing: I think <laughs> Notre Dame is the sleeper in all of this. Well, I think it, it, in this whole thing, Notre Dame's a sleeper. Notre Dame has one loss. They did go undefeated. Are they in the top four? Absolutely. Yeah, they, no. You know they will. You know they will put them in the top and four. And who pushes them out? I mean, not who pushes them out. Who do they push out? There's going to be two, at least one. Well, no, there'll be two conferences, Power Five conferences that will be snubbed if Notre Dame gets in. People will say that Notre Dame will have the better resume because of the teams that they have to play out. Well, and the team that beat them is number three in the nation. Right That's now. correct. So, so I get that. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting. But, but who gets knocked out? TCU. If TCU goes no, all the way. No, 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 no. You don't think so? No, no, no. No, 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 I think TCU. No. Notre Dame doesn't jump to TCU. If, if Notre Dame goes, no, I'm sorry. If TCU goes undefeated, wins their wins their their then, conference, then Georgia or Alabama, whichever one loses, will get out. If, if yeah. Alabama and Georgia both, then but as far as go. conferences go, what conference? Uh, okay, there. Um, Pac-12 is out. Pac-12 will be out. Done. Yep. I think Pac-12 think, is done anyway. Big 12. You think Big 12? Yeah, Pac-12 is out. I think Pac-12 is definitely out. I think Big 12 has a chance of being out because I think they're going to cannibalize themselves because of this championship game now. Unless TCU wins out. Unless they win out, yes. Correct. So, um, I, I think SEC, ACC, and – and well, no, I think ACC is actually out too, by the way. Wait, who? I think the ACC is out. Um, I, I don't – I am I think – Do you know Miami's record? I'm just curious. I'm not being sarcastic. I, I, they're undefeated. Okay. They are undefeated. I just don't see that continuing. I mean, the rest of their schedule is not really that bad. I, I just don't see it continuing. I mean, it's not a strong schedule. It's not a strong – well, they play Syracuse. They play Syracuse Saturday yeah. <laughs> tomorrow. They did LSU. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, they did. But, um, here's one for you. 
Five and zero UCF going up against five and one Navy. UCF is a seven and a half point favorite. These two are very surprising teams oh, for this don't year. Don't make me do that. Very surprising teams. That UCF, first of all, is ranked higher than University of Florida and Florida State. Is it being played in Annapolis? It's playing in Annapolis. I mean, I'm going to pick Navy. I do. I am too. That's what I do. No, I am too. But I, it, I, I absolutely am going to pick Navy in this game. But the car, uh, being home helps. You got to give them a touchdown for that. Um, man, I don't know because UCF's playing so good this year. Um, yeah, I got to go Navy. I'm not going to pick against them. I think Navy's going to do it. I think Navy's yeah. going to take them down. I, I am so. not sold on UCF whatsoever. Yeah. At all. Um, uh, you know, I'm a central. I was born in Central Florida, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm sorry, UCF. But you know, you're a stepchild usually to the rest of them that just happens to be winning this year. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Go Navy. Go Navy. Yeah. Um, next game. I like it. OK State versus Texas. With OK State a seven point a touchdown favorite. Well, say you Cowboys. Really? Cowboys. I'm going with Texas. I was actually impressed with how Texas played last week. I had Texas beating Oklahoma. Sorry, Tyler. Um I thought they I win. picked Oklahoma Tyler. I thought you did. I thought they win the, the Red River showdown as the Sanders are saying. Wabowie? Yeah. But it's the Red River Robbery. Um and they came up about what, four or four points yeah, short, maybe. Um, so um, I was a little disappointed in that. I don't. I think OK State um, is not too many steps behind Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to say um, uh, Oklahoma uh, State wins that game. I think I like Texas. Them. I, I I and I've been down on Texas this year. Yeah, uh, they don't have it. You don't think that? No, no. Well, Herman needs another year. It's first year. Well, I agree with that. So, no, uh, I yeah. agree wholeheartedly with that. No, so, no, no. Um, but I, but I think me. Texas. I think yeah. Texas got a good chance of doing this. Um, number two, Penn State versus number nineteen, Michigan. This is probably I think ESPN Duh. game day is there. Penn State is a nine and a half point favorite. Are you sure? I just looked it up. Oh wow, nine and a half point favorite. Can you believe that? I can. Really? I can. That shocks me. I can because they're playing in in, in uh, PA, right? Yep. Yeah, they're home. They're home. I think they're doing the whiteout, and it's going to be great. I think. Um, now, here's here's the here's the storyline. Keep this in mind. Here's the storyline on on this right here. Uh, James Franklin is being uh, coerced. Isn't the word incorrect? We're not to that point yet. He's being courted by Texas A and M. Oh, very very highly. Uh, say what you want to. I don't care. Yes. Um, I wish some, we could court him. Someone is not. I bet. Uh, someone is not on the hot seat, and I don't think he's in the hot seat. Uh, until James Franklin says yes. Here's my thing is, why in the world would he ever leave Penn State, who he has brought back to prominence? They're, number, they're stinking number two in the nation. Why would he go to Texas A&M and have to recreate and put together another program again? I, I don't see it, but they're not giving up. And until they hear a no, they're going to continue. So my, my thing is, James Franklin has not said no yet. And look at the interviews. He is sabonizing everybody with these interviews, uh, with not giving a, a straight answer. And so he so, is doing that. So that is in the background of what's happening here. Do I think that's enough to give Michigan the edge? I do not. Um, I think I think um, uh, Barkley's going to go in there and have a have a career day, and will assert himself as the Heisman winner. I think this is it. This is the platform, and this is the opportunity, and that's what's going to happen. You're confident in this game, aren't you? Very. Very. I agree with you. I think Penn State's going to win. I I think Harbaugh is going to try to stop Barkley and everything he possibly can. He's going to try, but but don't take the points. Take the team because they're going to get them by over nine points. We will find out if Penn State is for real or not in this game. Yeah. We've been waiting for one of these games, and this is it. Mm -hmm. This is where it's coming, and we're about to find out if it is for real. Mm Mm-hmm. Bama Tennessee week. They are now a thirty-six point favorite versus Tennessee. Does Bama cover at all? Oh yes, they do. You think they cover? Yes, they do. Are you kidding me? Uh, you know, Alabama played this little team down in uh, Mississippi called Ole Miss, and um, and um, they made it look ugly. Um, I think that's a walk in the park. I'm not saying it's going to be that easy. I'm saying they're going to do everything they can. To make it look really, really bad. In fact, in an interview at a Hey Coach, 
that, that uh, the University of Alabama puts on every week. Mm-hmm. It happened this week, and the and the interviewer asked um, asked Saban, um, "Good luck in the game, Coach. Beat beat Tennessee." And uh, Coach Saban says, "Oh, we will." <laughs> wow! So, and Saban's not normally like never that. Never does he that. Never, never like does that. that. He has been there. This is love season. He is um, he is engaged in the pride and the love of what it means to be a tighter. And so just know he is ready and uh, prepared for this game. And um, and the uh, ESPN basically gives the, the headline, Tennessee wants Bama, uh, dot, 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 to put the Vols out of their misery. Oh, so uh, that's where we are. And I apologize to all my Vol fan friends. I have some. I hope we're still friends. And I apologize, but it's, it's going to be ugly. Sarah says, "I hope 36 is all." LOL, Sarah Carter. Yeah. Sarah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna help you out here. They haven't scored a touchdown. I'm gonna help you out here. Ten quarters. I'm gonna help you out here, Sarah. I don't think Bama covers. Oh, brother. I do not think Bama covers. This is too big of a game. This is it. This is Tennessee Super Bowl. This is it. There's oh, nothing. Nothing. You're left. probably right because uh, Bush Jones knows how to get up for the big. Have Brandon. Brandon says Alabama 52, Tennessee three. He's giving them three points. Amen. Gotcha. I, I think I, I don't think Bama covers. I don't. I don't think they do. I think they win. Yes, I absolutely think they win. Um, um, <laughs> Jerry says actually no, they do not cover. If they get a substantial lead, then three, the third, fourth, and fifth string comes in. <laughs> and what do they usually do? Yeah, I yeah. love Tua. Tua can throw that I ball. Love him. Oh my goodness, man! I love him. He should start. <laughs> Bring in Jeff if you need him. Yeah. <laughs> Jaylen, I don't think you will. Jalen, we're moving to uh, – Sorry, you're second string. Yeah, you're, Save your arm, buddy. You're going to watch Not that you're using it anyway. But uh, – <laughs> Hey, remember our, our discussion we had on – was it Monday? We were talking about the stable of running backs. Who would you rather have, Georgia or Alabama? I saw that same discussion. Um, mm. I saw the same You heard it first here. On ESPN. Yeah. But, and they were discussing the exact – What did they say? They said just as much as us, we were just like, ooh, what do you do? But they they said probably gave the edge just to Bama just because there's more, more of a change-up in the style of running backs. I would have given it to Georgia because of the experience. Maybe. I mean, Chubb's been there like 16 years. Scarborough. <laughs> I love Chubb. <laughs> but he and Sonny Michelle, seriously, they've been played, played together for, what, three or four years. Sarah, I am right. I am right. He's waiting to see. No. <laughs> we'll find out on Monday with that. Um, all right, we'll so that leads us to this to this question here. Take it or shove it. Take it or shove it. Who is the first? Butch Jones is that the first um, oh. coach in in FBS to be fired this year? Take I it or shove it. Take it. You take it. Take it. You think he is the first one? I think they're waiting for this to be the sacrificial lamb. The Alabama's going to destroy Tennessee. I'm sorry. I'll have close friends who are Tennessee fans. And I, I should be careful. I have an elder who is a Tennessee fan and, and a graduate. And so yeah, he lives right behind me. I know. I love that man. But I, I'm sorry. I love you. But it's not going to look good. And I think that they're, they're – I, I, I think they're just throwing him out there um, to let this happen. I, now, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I still don't think – I think if everybody's pushing this and they, nobody's expecting Tennessee to hardly do anything. Mark Butts just joined us. He said he thinks the score is going to be 56 to 10 after the reserves score 14 points at the end of the second half. And I, I just – Same, same. I don't, I don't think – Now, know. this other side of me who is the, the pessimist would say Tennessee will give Alabama their very best. Of the, course. The question is going to be, what's that? Well, that's I mean, and I get that, but – I see going either way, but but I definitely think Alabama comes out. Okay, but here's here's the question though: Butch Jones gets fired after he gets beat, um, or he gets fired in the, the year. Let's say he's the first first one out. What John Gruden? He's not coming. There's no way. But I'd love to see it. He would not come. Mike Leach. It is like Brandon says: nobody wants to take over this team right now, and you don't want to have to pay a bunch of money to Butch. That's why you – oh. He don't think he's going to be – he's not going to be fired. Well, not to the end of the season. Not to the end of the season, yeah. But he'll still be the first to go. Yeah, I, I, Does he come, get more money if they let him go in the middle of the season? I don't know how his contract oh. gets set up. I mean, this is like what we talked about with Mac on Sunday. We had this discussion on Sunday, yeah, Monday. Um, 
Too much money due to Butch. Butch is due $13 million payout, is what Jerry Elder says. What's 13 mil to UT? It's a lot of money. And this is where, and this was our discussion on Monday, I still think college football programs are messing up financially by offering these buy, these huge buyouts um, to these coaches. And I agree. Jerry says there's no quality coaches available. I mean, honestly, who do you get? That's one of our discussions that Chip you and Kelly. I even had. Chip Kelly. Oh, Chip Kelly's not bad, man. He ain't coming back. Well, he's not a pro coach, but yeah. he ain't thinking for college. Hmm. Coming back. I mean, who did really I mean, well at Oregon? But that's that's the question, though, of who do you want to come in here? I mean, Bobby Trino, Petrino may be open, but you're going to bring NCAA mess with you. I mean, what do you do? And these coaches is Butch Jones really worth thirteen million dollar buyout? Is 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 McElwain worth twelve million dollar buyout? Well, you can't compare McElwain to Jones to Butch Jones. You can't do it. It's you, not the same thing's not happening. Butch Jones. But hey, Manny, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm through making my billion. I'll just come down here and, and have to, you know, travel all over the countryside to make my two or three million a year. Uh, I, um, no, Peyton's not going to come in there. Um, it'd be great. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. I, I want to see a celebrity in there. I want to see John Gruden. I want to. Here's the deal. If he comes in there, you'll have the best built quarterbacks in the nation. <laughs> if he if he comes in there, I hope Spurrier coaches when Florida Tennessee plays, just because Peyton Manning never beat Spurrier. That's funny. Uh, I didn't realize this. Jerry says that Tennessee has just now paid off, finished paying off former. So Tennessee may not have the money that they think it that they have. Um, I'm just throwing names out here. Uh, Gene Chizik is available. Um, Look at the. Did you see the reception Les Miles got at LSU? Yeah, Les Miles is available. I, I was so shocked that they loved him that much. Now he, he, I think he would come to UT. Would they want him? Would they want somebody that can? That probably can't beat Alabama, but can get you nine, ten wins a year. I mean, so what were they getting now? Let me tell you something. With with uh, Miles handled a, a program um, like LSU. I mean, you've got to give give him props for what he's done. <laughs> Sarah said somebody said T Martin. Boy, that's going back I mean, to the old days. No, no, no. That's an option. That is an option because he's at USC. Yeah, he's a uh, um, offense yeah, offense coordinator for USC right now. Uh, that, that, I think fans would like that mm-hmm. to bring somebody back that um, took them to a championship. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I think that's a. I'd I like to see that. Um, Brandon said he'll coach for a million dollars with no buyout cost. I will too, Brandon. I take just one. I'll just take a million. Yeah. Put it in my bank account. I'm ready to get it very long. But yeah. okay, so once this carousel starts, then who do we start dropping? Who are the coaches that you would say right now? Um, that you would say, here are these coaches that are majorly on the hot seat. Butch Jones, yes, is probably the hottest of all. Who else? I guess I guess Sumlin, just because of what's going on with. James I think Sumlin has done enough to save his. his I mean, his I think class. so, but if they get the right guy, he's gone. They're not going to get the right guy, so you're right. Mm. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. Um, um, but here's the challenge, and you and I talked about this privately over the last couple weeks. Who is out there? I mean, we're struggling to get one name, two names, three names. And we're talking about people. Peyton Manning's never coached a day in his life on, on a program. Steve Martin at least has coached, but we're not talking about big-time player that, or coach that's out there. But do you want a big-time coach or do you want somebody who's showing success? You're here in the SEC. You better have a coach that knows what they're doing. And we're seeing some coaches that have been over their head. Muschamp um, was one. Was oh everybody he was the no the non miss there you can't miss with this guy and boy he was he over his head. Um, what who Muschamp? Yeah, I mean he was the not I mean he was Texas coach about, in is waiting. It, is it Justin Fuentes? Yeah, is that his first name? Yeah, um, over at Vatech. Uh, I mean that's who it is. That's yeah, his name. Mm-hmm. But he's only been there for a year, but done pretty well. I think he's in his second year. But he's uh, done decent. I mean that I hear that name a lot around the Tennessee program. Yeah, I mean, it's close. There's just not the coaches out there right now. I, I because you know, and we talked about this every year. It happens. You got that coaching carousel that stops once that first nugget drops. Then it starts flying all over the place, and I I just don't think there's the coaches to do it. Um, I like I like the Mike Leach option. I like him. Uh, here, here's why. He's built himself back up. Yeah, 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 you're right, the Pirate. Um, because he's at Washington State, 
a program that just lost their AD mm-hmm. um, to Nebraska. And so so I think um, that's a good time for, for a transition. I like to see him in the SEC. I think he's very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think he's competitive. I don't want to. Um, I, well, probably not. But but he'll open up. He'll bring to Tennessee something they haven't had, and that is someone who who puts an emphasis on the passing game. And if you're in the SEC, you run the ball more first and throw it second. He's going to throw it and throw in that, that uh, spread offense, which I think is something that most teams would like to to try out if they haven't already. Plus, you got the fast paced offense. Mike Leach, man, Tennessee. Hey, seriously. Here's a name. You ready for this name? Sure. I'm going to knock you out of your chair. Is this a take or, or shove it or take it thing? No, I'm just going to say, would Tennessee bring back Lane Kiffin? Tennessee would not take Lane Kiffin. <laughs> the question is, would Lane Tiff- Kiffin even consider going to Tennessee? He, and he would. He would. Um, Jerry he says, um, he had right. Sumlin Jones Malzahn. I do think, I think Malzahn, I think there's a major rumbling at Auburn over Malzahn. Not that major. He's going to lose a couple more games. I agree. Sarah says no to Lincoln. <laughs> I told you. I told you. Tennessee folks don't want him. Lou Holtz and Steve Spurrier come back from retirement to co-coach Tennessee. <laughs> That'd be fun. That would be fun. Well, Spurrier's from Tennessee. Yeah. And Tennessee didn't want him until he went to Florida. There was something back back in the recruiting days, and that's when he went to Florida. That's why I wanted to play ball for my days. Watch for coaches to come out of D2 schools, top tier. Uh, Bill Clark. Yeah. Like him uh, at UAB. How do you recruit guys and tell them, I like for you to come play for our team? Oh, wait, we're not going to play for two years, but we'll eventually play. But they're four and two in their, they're in their conference. Good. They're doing real good. I'm they're, proud of, I'm proud I of mean, UAB. Man, me too. Yeah. And um, downtown Birmingham is a mess now because of that, these facilities. Shh. It's beautiful. But, uh, and it's they're crazy. Working on it, it's crazy, man. It's neat. It's neat. I hate driving to Birmingham. Yeah, me too. It's worse. It's, it's worse than Atlanta. Atlanta. It is. At least Atlanta, they drive. Sorry, Dale. Birmingham, they just stop. That's true. <laughs> and you're there for like an hour. So many more things I do. Yeah. It'll be interesting. You'll see. I, what's the over under that they will let Butch Jones go Monday? You think there's oh, a chance um, this week? Oh, yeah. Is it worth $13 million to let everybody know we have an opening and who's interested? It really helps them to open up their, their search. A lot of money. But, um, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money to us because we don't know what that means. But but I don't I'm lucky to have thirteen dollars. I don't think it's enough for them. <laughs> Brandon says try Dallas traffic. That's why I always fly into Dallas. I don't drive. <laughs> you know the one time I was in Dallas, uh, I actually didn't didn't mind it. It was okay. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I mean, of course, I was right there around the the stadiums there at um, Grapevine. Yeah, that's where I've been is in Grapevine. Yeah, over there. Beautiful. I used Uber. Beautiful area. Yeah. My goodness. Oh. I used Uber. I had good conversations with the people I used in Uber. I went to Hard Eight. There's a place in Dallas over there in Grapevine called Hard Eight Barbecue Place. Oh, it's barbecue. Oh, good. Yes, it sounds like a club. Hinton took me there. <laughs> Hinton took me there. Uh, Jeff had mentioned it. Oh, Re- cool. Recommended it going out there. Yeah, there. Jeff knows the place. The, the best barbecue or food and just. Mm, hmm. I'm dreaming. You are. Mm. And you're making me hungry. <laughs> so this this show brought to you by Jackson, probably Dreamland. Oh, what what about what about what we ate yesterday? Oh my goodness, that is so good. Oh, it was so good, and and it's it's hard to. We're gonna try to do a show live. Then. You're messing my sound now. Uh, whatever's happening here, we gotta fix this. Uh, I was out, and now I'm back. Um, it should be fine. Yeah, we need we need to do that. Yes, we're gonna do a live show from. Capital Oyster Bar. Capital Oyster Bar. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Man, it's so good. So, Jerry said, have a great day, guys. You too. And he said, for... roll tide, and I can't say that. Roll tide. I just read it. Thanks for being here. Hey, guess what? You know what today is, by the way, before we close out? Today is fr- Friday. It is Friday. It's Friday. It's an anniversary of something. It is Friday the 20th. Yes. Do you know what happened? It's my dad's birthday. It is your dad's birthday. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, Mom's in town. This is this is um, forty years ago today. Plane crash that uh, killed uh, winners, people in women's Skinner. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even know. We that. should have played Sweet Home Alabama there. in honor of that. We should do that. Are you doing that? Are we doing that? We can. Sweet Home Alabama. Keep talking. 
You know why we need to play Sweet Home Alabama? Why? Because I get to say real top roll in the middle of that like twice. We can't play words. We can't play words on Facebook. Can I say words? Anyway, we're there. Guys, y'all are leaving me. Y'all are killing me here with Paul and all this stuff. I need help. It's been good. It's been good. Um, let me do a recap. I can't remember uh, his name. Um, Ralph. Ralph Ferris. You read my mind. Oh, my goodness. I uh, said, make sure, and it was a really good point, don't let camps run your summer. And uh, so summertime is, is definitely another topic for another show, actually. But, yeah, don't, don't go from one camp to the next. Have some quality things. Have opportunities to do camps, yes, but mission work and evangelistic opportunities and things like that. So, so uh, we talked about ministry for the long haul. We talked about the internship fair, which is November the 7th, and a, uh, a lot of football, a little bit of baseball, um, and a little less of uh, basketball. <laughs> uh, so, and Exposure Youth Camp. Register. Go there. Um, we look forward to seeing you there. Hope you'll make, make your plans to be and be a part of that. Uh, I am Paul Sperlin for John Podine. This has been the John and Paul Radio Show, brought to you by AdventuresInMinistry.com. Thanks for being here, and we will see you next time. God bless. Have a great week. I did the wrong thing again, Paul. I keep pressing the wrong thing. Turn it up. Turn it up, John. Everybody else.